I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We just have a good rhythm together, you know. He sort of feels me out, I feel him out. And uh, we go for it. Famously, the best way to start any live comedy show is having to ask the audience to please clap. It was a a Jeb Bush joke, but I'm aware that most people won't know that, so it's just a little joke for me. It's it's very niche context. Uh, Thank you so much, everybody. Welcome along to the worst idea of all time, our first live episode for season four. Melbourne, how the fuck are ya? Yeah, good shit. There's so many of you here. It's fantastic. And uh, as is tradition at the worst idea, when we do a big live show, big sold-out thing, you know, we always have a guest. Yeah. And the guest today, Tim, who is it? It's a new night. Oh, wow. Hey. Hey. Whoa. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's really uncool. So let me, let me tell you about what's happened to you, guy. I went into you the, bought a kitchen knife? I did, but yes and it's ceramic. So I don't think it'll get picked up at the airport on the metal detectors anymore. The shape of it will. It's got that really distinct but, knife shape. That's See true. how it's pointed at the end with a, a very sharp edge? What that means is that I'm going to have to strap it to my purse. You could just put it in your check luggage, you know, nah, or you could buy I'll knives forget. in the countries you're in. You don't need to travel with a knife. I'm helping the local Australian economy. So, we've got a new knife. I'd appreciate it if you paid it some goddamn respect. Yeah, I mean, sure. It's real sharp. The guy in the store said that the ceramic knives hold their edge very well. Oh, well, it's his job to sell knives. Yeah, man. Doesn't... Well, it's a, it's a good thing he was so honest about the capabilities of this particular knife. You don't Look, know. Well, give yourself a jab. You see how you go. This is for vegetables, not people. Uh, or perhaps meat. So, just uh, out of curiosity, how many people in the room today have watched the movie Sex in the City? Oh, yeah, great. By hands, I love that. Uh, yeah. Well, I- I've watched it more than you, so... I like what you're doing. Yeah, I'm a cool guy. I'm trying to look relaxed. 
Because uh, chances are you're listening to this guy's like position himself where he's on the bar stool, but he's sort of like he's using it like a wall almost, like he's leaning. It's a, it's a core workout. <laughs> it's working out my core. Awesome. So we we watched this together, uh, not not immediately before recording, because Tim Tim is in the middle of you know he's doing various different bits of administration. So we watched it together. There were uh, people coming and going around the screening, which was a, a pleasant change of pace. It was so nice. Yeah. It was so good. We, we were physically together, which was yeah, nice. Yeah, it was lovely. We did some touching. Tim told me he's worried that I resent him. Yeah. <laughs> I was not kidding either. Because the thing is about this project and related projects, because what we were trying to sort out was Overlooked and Undercooked Season 2. Tune in for that, which is our um, Rob Schneider... It's, it's, it's a yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's great. We've carved out such a great little corner of the internet exactly. for ourselves where we just punch ourselves in the fucking face. Yeah, dude. We just hole up in a room. Yeah. We've rented. Yeah, anyway, all of that to say. So we were still, I was trying to sort it out. I was like, now, Guy was like, <laughs> this was Guy earlier today. He was like, Tim, I want to go party tonight. I want to go tie one on. I really want to fucking paint the town hey, red guys, after the show. I'm not going to lie to you. I really want to have a big party tonight. Let's blow up some stage. I'm going to try and find someone who will sell me Class A drugs. Well, That's yeah, hey, hold on now. This is being both recorded and observed. This is like not it's, the time It's to not a that. crime to say that I'm, I'm planning on buying and consuming Class A drugs. Is so it? This, this was the enthusiasm that I was met with. And I said, now, now guy, remember... We're going to try and record an entire season of a stupid podcast tomorrow in a hotel room. You said, I'll do it anyway. Yeah, it's my picture. And that was kind of your mood. And then, and then I did say, I think you resent me now. I don't, and that's a recent I, No, thing. I don't resent you, too. And then actually Rose Matafeo, ever heard of her? Yes. Um, she, 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 said, she said, please don't fight, guys. <laughs> No, so I understand why you feel I might resent you, and I I don't. I do think that we have, as always, made a grave error in reviving this podcast. Yes. I think think that if we wanted to remain friends, we maybe could have scheduled weekly calls. We could have done it outside of the context of this. And I know how excited we were at the time, but... I don't buy that, because we wouldn't have done it. Hey, because it's all like very well and good to say we would we would have like caught it. We'll make a re- every Wednesday. We'll figure out what the time zone is between New York and New Zealand, and one of us will fucking get up at six a.m. to to do our regular. We wouldn't have done it. Would it you, wouldn't okay. Have so would you would you rather sort of just remain friends at a distance, or drive whatever connection we have into the ground? <laughs> Honestly, instead, instead of just getting up at six a.m. to talk, we're getting up at six a.m. to watch sex in the fucking city. Like, I'm saying that this is wrong. The formula you're putting out there, the actual choice is nothing or this. All, all I'm saying is that usually, if I know that I'm about to spend one week with my friend Tim Bat. I'm excited, but knowing the whole time, it's like it's a millstone around my neck. This you festival. Resent me. No, I don't resent you. I resent the decisions we make when we're together. Okay, okay, <laughs> that is a different thing. And that when, is the definition of a toxic relationship, <laughs> eh? <laughs> That's where we're at. I blame oh. I blame the four women with whom we spend so much time a week. So I didn't tell you this. I was on the way. I left. So Tim came down here earlier, and I walked down from where I'm staying. Uh, and I got into the, the lift 
in the apartment building and I had a banana. How quick is that lift, by the way? Well, it depends how many other people stop. To, oh, this, yeah, this was quite a slow lift ride. But I got, and there were already there were a, a group of four middle-aged women who were in, they were in, like they were sort of in revelry. They were having such a good time. They were all talking about what a fun day they'd had. Yeah, they'd been to what the National been? Gallery of Victoria nice. and the fucking atmosphere, man. <laughs> and I was like, this is nice. And I got in there and I had my banana and my hand, I had a banana in my hand because I wanted to get my energy up for the show. Okay. And I looked at them all and I was like, I got, you know, and I said, uh, well, I'd, I'd better not eat this in here. It will, it will smell too much. That's what I said. Say it out loud. Yeah. Okay. It destroyed. Really? It was a killer line. Any fucking space with strangers for you is a room. I know. Right? And then so yeah, like a room with the comedy scene. So I, I, I you did... could go to hospital <laughs> and be in one of those roped off bits with one other person, and you'd be testing new gear. I know. Yeah. And I broke protocol. I did not turn around and face the door as the rules of riding a lift dictate. I just kept looking at all of them, <laughs> holding this banana in my hand. You paint me as the fucking maniac because I keep bringing <laughs> knives to our live shows. You're the crazy one, man. I, but so. It, what do you reckon, knife? <laughs> <laughs> and so we get, we, I, I listen to them, they're, they're all talking and they're like, yeah, what does a banana smell? You know, there's... there's <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop you there. <laughs> Are you paraphrasing or were they curious? No, it's like, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like, why, why does a banana smell more, you know, why does opening a banana smell more than the banana? Like, okay, well, when I'm relaying it, it does sound pretty loopy. Yeah. But they were riffing okay, and I was cool, in cool, there... Cool. And we got down to the ground floor, and then they sort of all they all filed out, and they left, and they started walking, you know, in the same direction as me. And I was walking yeah. behind them, exciting. And it's but like in earshot. And what it was is it was a representation of genuine friendship. These were four women who were excited to see one another, who okay. were talking about things that I could relate to. And I found myself thinking, this is this is what I want. This to be is wa- what we're this is what this I want to be watching. Yeah, like. And I was so I became angry about what we are watching and see because and I took a photo of them. I, from back from Did the, you tell them? No, of course not. So hold up. You told the out loud bit was, oh, I was gonna eat this banana, but it'll smell too much, and the quiet bit was I'm gonna take your photo. No, the, I, uh, That's uh, back to front, my friend. I didn't say anything. Look, here they are, they're all walking in front of me. Okay. Heading on their the, backs, which is weirder. You, you can't see it, but I was like, this is nice. <laughs> Anyway, wait a minute. Well, oh, fuck, I don't even know where to. Well, I just think you know. It's nice start with this. I thought where you were going with that, by the way, is because it's four women in the elevator. I thought you were like, oh my god, it's Sex in the City IRL, and you were freaking out, and you were trying to pick who was the cement there. And I didn't play who that game because I don't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to look at them through the prism of these characters. Yeah, I was just like, oh, wicked. <laughs> You've, there's been a couple of things actually. You won't know this because um, you weren't here. But the male gaze. <laughs> this sounds like shade. I don't know why I said it that way. Uh, we had the male gaze live show just before this one, and Chris was talking about how Chris Parker. Ever heard of him? Yes. I'm going to do that for every comedian I mention, which will be a lot this episode because we're in the Melbourne in the middle of the comedy festival. He mentioned how you are sort of um, you got a hankering for physical affection at the moment, and how you guys had a hug the other day and just held it a bit longer because neither of your partners are here and you just both were craving a bit of just connection with another human. It's not untrue. I am craving all forms of physical intimacy at all times. And I saw you do it with... It's really... It's like it's it's lovely to see how affectionate you're being and heartbreaking about how much you need it. (laughs) 
Yeah, and then uh, again, mate. Yeah, that's for you. Cool. No, no, that's for the knife, you fuck. Ah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I do, I do, and then so yeah, I mean. We did some nice touching when we were watching the movie as well. You and I? Yeah. Yeah. You were lying on yeah. me at one point. Uh, and I don't know. I, yeah, look, I just think, again, it's like when we're together, and this is my fear, and this is why I think you feel like I resent you when I don't. Yeah. But it's that, like, that, that is the lowest, like, you know, that is the lowest ebb I hit weekly, bi-weekly. No, is that right? Is bi-weekly two different it's both. Okay. Oh, really? I think that's true. Someone should sort that out. Yeah, what a, there's a million phones in here. Can someone... It is both. What a, dis- what, a di- what a disaster of language. I know. It's fucked. You can imagine that would, that would have ruined a few book clubs. And it's... <laughs> very true. And very quick of you. Uh, it's fine with weeks because we've got Fortnite, but when you say biannual... Yeah. That's a massive deal because it's a factor of four is the difference. You know, it's either once every six months or once every two years. Yeah, huge. Yeah, it is. It's it's tremendous, and uh, I think I think that there's more gold in these hills, my boy. Keep mining. <laughs> Keep digging. Uh, there's one. I'm not putting the beer there. I'm going to get shall, the, the shall, co-host shall we... wet. Fuck. Get the, co- get the co-host. It's ceramic. It can't rust. I want you to dip Boy, the knife. Why aren't all knives ceramic? That's such a good point. I want you to dip the knife in the beer. This, with the case on, that's oh. gross. All right, I'll take the sheath off. Yeah, there you go. He's a little drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Knifey on the piss. <laughs> Uh, look, I think I feel like it's only fair we should delve into the actual source material for this particular oh, yes. podcast. Oh, uh, yes. The film. The movie. <laughs> the movie Sex and the City, which yes. today surprisingly ran at two hours and 30 minutes again. <laughs> do, I, do I owe you a... Ha- oh, no, not yet. I can't remember which... Have you guys heard the episode yet? There's only one that you might not have heard, but... God, no, no, we're good, we're good. Do you owe me $100 yet? Has Big walked down the aisle? Uh, no, I, I've made a wager with Tim that Big will eventually walk down the aisle the first time. <laughs> and, and Tim tried to refuse the bet on the grounds that I was not mentally sound. But yeah. I insisted. But no, everything pretty much played out the same. Uh, I have been well, I, not everything, though. What did you notice? That um, Lily says, Look, Mommy... Oh, look at this, mommy. When they're getting in the car to go to the wedding. I had never heard it before. <laughs> 34 fucking episodes. And I think it was something about the fact that it was coming through the MacBook speakers. Because you know me, I like a bit of bass. Yeah. And so usually I'm listening through a Bluetooth speaker or some headphones. And I think it was the amount of treble that's in those. It just made uh, it a child's, child's voice. Children's vo- yeah, yeah. You hear a lot of cries for help in the movie from children, don't you? Hugely, yeah. <laughs> It's a whole different oral experience. So I'm just saying, don't say that it was exactly the same because no, there are small differences every time. There are little time. moments. I, uh, I've been souring on Miranda. Now, famously, I love Miranda. I think she's a real... She's a devil with the, the dudes and uh, she's just good, good, clean fun. But I am starting to suspect that there is... Uh, you know, beneath her calm exterior lies a, a, you know, a, a deep ocean of emotional repression uh, I think that I, 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 Alanis Morissette <laughs> you notice I was quoting Jagged Little Pill uh, I, I feel like I previously stood behind her decisions like I don't think anyone comes off in this movie very well except for Steve and remember Steve does cheat on someone and I'm still like here go Steve yeah that's fucked <laughs> 
but she guys cancel. <laughs> no, no, but there's the funnest. There's like probably the most fun I've had on the season. Ganging up on you. Well, you you and the knife can do your worst. I'm a fucking bully. No. Oh no, nah, man, I wouldn't I wouldn't bring him into this. <laughs> He's got total autonomy over his own ideas. It's interesting that I've gendered the knife as a, as a dude. And he did it quick, too. Yeah, I did. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. It's interesting. Because usually inanimate objects are a woman. Boats are women. <laughs> Boats are everything. Most stuff out there is a boat. Yeah. So um, if you're looking at an object, statistically yeah. it's a woman. <laughs> On the rationale, that statistically it is a boat. Yeah, well, everything's a boat if you're light enough. <laughs> But I just How know, light do you need to be? I'm a pretty slender dude. Is everything a boat to me? Is no, not quite for you, no. Last all <laughs> no. Everything being a, a boat is my goal weight. <laughs> well, yeah. And it's an admirable one. But you've got to look out for yourself as well. I, I just think, I think Miranda today was lashing out a lot. And I don't know why. I don't know. Did you not find this? I thought she was being so rude. <laughs> She was uh, so she does it. She does it to uh, Mr. Big at the rehearsal dinner. She says you're crazy to get married, and then she. Did, yeah, we, it's, yeah, it's a main plot point of the film we've watched 34 times. That when, you, when you put it like that, yeah. <laughs> uh, but she also she does. I guess it's more like I saw them all in in. I saw them all unfurl consecutively, and I thought, you know what, you're not the you know paragon of morals and principles. I thought you were. You're actually you've, you've got a dark side. Miranda specifically? Or Miranda specifically, yeah. Right. And uh, previously I've sort of just only chosen to see the light in her, because I think Cynthia Nixon is probably one of the stronger actors in this movie. Yes, and I, I would agree. I, I've sort of, I've gone, I'm, I'm back on Charlotte as a character, but Kristen Davis really fucking hams it up in this. She is a mess. <laughs> there was, and I, and I will not name names for fear of one of them uh, either being in a relationship or striking up some sort of professional endeavour with her, but she... Kristen Davis was getting a lot of shade from the comedians in the room about oh. her comedic performance. Well, I just think... Kirsten? Kristen? I should know her name by now. No, you only need to know Charlotte Goldenblatt, New York. <laughs> is it double-barreled? What? Or is she just Golden swapped Blatt. it out? No, she is just it, Is it, it Goldenblatt, York, or York, no, no, Goldenblatt? No, no, no. New just... York is old-timey language. That's when I don't know you... what name is. Well, you... <laughs> Sorry, but say it because I don't know if everyone will. But no, no, that I do. Okay, yeah. In which case, I won't, I won't say it. But she... she I, I don't know, like, she... I can't even remember what I was going to fucking say, but it was going to be really quite, uh, you know, quite uh, observant. Salient and important. Yeah, yeah. Have you got a shining light? Should I lead with one? Yeah, if you've got one. It's a brooch. <laughs> well, is it a brooch? I think it's a brooch. Some sort of ornament that uh, Charlotte is wearing at the fashion... Yeah. What the fuck is that? It's the it's a fashion show. Fashion week. It's fashion week in New York City, everybody. Samantha's come back especially for it. Because she it's such a special occasion. She never comes back to New York City. Wait a minute, she's there every goddamn weekend. Her relationship's in tatters. It's almost like they regret writing her character being set in LA it for the is. movie. They're like, yeah. we're going to have her in LA. And then every time they create a scene, they're like, you know, this needs more Samantha. We'd better <laughs> yeah. fly her in. <laughs> There's no fucking reason for her to be in Los Angeles because she's in New York so much of the film. Just do a rewrite, Mattress. The, the, like, uh, you've got the time. What else have you got on? Honestly, what else has he made? I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know why I'm coming at you hard, but... No, no, no. I'm fired up! <laughs> Mattress Pikelet King, as far as I know, has 
just done Sex in the City and that's it. I don't know if that's true. That's still pretty good. What what have we done? (laughs) What media have we created or shared with the world that is worthy of this? I mean, you know, nothing holds up to this level of scrutiny. You're bringing up a lot of real world critique into this beautiful bubble yeah. that we've made for ourselves inside the <laughs> podcast and I do not appreciate it especially um, with all of my friends from Melbourne here I thought these were f- these were people who liked the podcast these are just your friends these are my mates <laughs> how wrong you are guy are these you... are, make some noise of your Tim's mate <laughs> honestly less enthusiastic than I was anticipating <laughs> yeah you could tell because when you said that it got a much louder noise than when you asked if they were your mate you were like, who's my mate? And everyone was like, woo. And then he said, oh, I was expecting more. And we heard how many people oh, were truly yes, in the room. Yeah, and it was exactly. at least triple. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Don't Have worry you got about a shining it. Light? Well, no, I'd like you to describe this brooch in more detail. Brooch. Oh, yeah. Brooch. <laughs> it's spelt brooch. Is it? Yeah. It's got a U in it. No, B, it's B R O O C H. There's not two O's. There's Is there? Two... I'm a bad speller. Is there an accent on the E? There's no E in it. Is it there? Well, no, I just spelled it with you. B-R-O-O-C-H. Can I share with everyone how it looks in my head? I think I'm spelling brioche when I hear the word. B-R-1-O-C-H. E with an accent. Yeah, you've you've misspelled the word brioche. Yeah. (laughs) This is cool. What word is that then? (laughs) Brioche. No, yeah, it's not. It's... uh, it's not, it's not important. I dub the Brucia. Okay. That's knife uh, four? Yeah, yeah, that's your fourth knife. Yeah. I think, you know, it's sort of like if you have three pets and you can't keep them going, you don't deserve a fourth pet. I'd probably like <laughs> no. to implement a similar policy with knives. Oh, one of them I gave away, but the other ones, airport security did take off me. Um, it's big and it's shiny and it's sort of simple, but it's like silver in colour. And also, I've seen this movie 34 times. Okay, so you just. It's about the size of it. Um, Charlotte's wearing quite an elegant black dress at Fashion Week and it just kind of makes it pop. It, it changes her from being a stylish shadow to a woman of fashion. And then it is the little things, you know, you're going to Fashion Week, it's hard to know how to dress because you don't want to go too formal. You might feel like you're sticking out, deflecting attention from the, the catwalk models. You don't want to go too informal. You feel out of place and insecure than <laughs> oh, yourself. I just nodded along. That's completely normal. Do you think anyone going to a fashion event is scared that they're going to upstage the models? <laughs> That's so I cool. I haven't been to a lot of catwalk events, but yeah. I, I'm always fearful that I'm going to draw a draw the eyes of there, the punters there is so, there's such an interesting like almost mental illness you've just expressed because it's like you're so full of yourself that you think that's possible but so kind that you want to avoid it <laughs> absolutely <laughs> this is definitely a risk but I will I will that's make sure I that live, it doesn't happen that's how I live my entire life I'm operating at 70% only out of fear of distracting from everyone else imagine you fearless of everyone else's ego that you were like, it does it. I can just shine to my maximum. Imagine that. Like, imagine that, Melbourne friends. Guy's pretty good. He's pretty funny. He's pretty switched on. But imagine if he turned his his, his brightness up to a hundred percent because he wasn't afraid of blinding us anymore. It, it was. It's too. No, it would be too bright. The fucking guardrails came off. This is the same know? sort of thing. We, we popped up the little. Uh, what are they called? The kitty gutters on the, the ten bowling, and we've got just. Uninebriated Monty. Yeah, well, we'll never form of freezer. We'll we'll never, we'll never know. But my, because I I do it out of respect. Honestly, though, 
if you had enough therapy, you could get there. And I want to see it. I think I'd have a lot to unpack before this conversation in therapy. <laughs> Namely why I keep coming back to this. Uh, but no, my shining light was actually, and it's in keeping with our discovery recently that Louise is entirely a construct of Carrie's imagination. Yes. So it's sh- shone a lot of new light on the conversations that they or she has with herself. Uh-huh. So at one point when she's talking about these, these shoes... And she goes, she, Louise holds up the shoes and shows them to Carrie. Yeah. And uh, says, uh, what about these? And, and, and she goes, oh, I'm going to take them or something. And uh, Carrie goes, no. I'm going to take them or something. That's how, that's how skillful the writing is that it stays with you after 34 watches. Well, no, I'm going to take these or something. We've seen it 34 fucking times. I can preempt like probably the same 50 lines every time and the yeah. rest of them are just it's literally the parent, it's the parents from Peanuts going whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. perfect. It's incredible we can put together this story from how many people are just going whoa, 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 whoa. do you ah, do you want these I think she says. Yeah yeah and she goes no and Carrie wants the shoes and Louise goes uh, she goes I know where you live and Louise says well for a pair like, like this I could move I could move and uh, the, the idea of... Because these are such disgusting and ugly shoes. They're horrible. The idea of Carrie creating someone else to validate her awful fashion choices so oh. that she can play against herself. <laughs> the more you dig into it, the more sense it makes. Eh? Usually I hear brain schemes and theories are fucked, but this one seems like more watertight the further we drag it under the bathtub. Well, It yeah. just makes so much sense. She's got so many holes in her own psyche that it's like, yeah, of course she would invent... Yeah. An, an imaginary friend to justify how fucked she is. At the start of the movie, I don't know how long the series was, about 10 years. Like we, these characters have been alive for 15 years. She is an author. She has written, she says it in the, in the prologue, she's written yeah. three books. Three bestsellers, everyone. The, her lifestyle is so far beyond someone who has written three books in 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> We've brushed on this before, but let's fucking dig in. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Being an author doesn't get you to where she is. It's nuts. Where's the money coming from? It's a good question. And it's not all big, too, because I think she is... In spite of the sort of fucked things that Carrie does, um, I think this, the two movies have done a job in retaining the feminism that she has, feminist-ism that she has. What the fuck yeah, is that, that word? No, again, so that's very similar to broche. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That you've sort of danced around a word that yeah. is out there. <laughs> but you, <laughs> fuck, I don't know. Um, she's very independent, and I think that Carrie's character is one that wouldn't be content to have a relationship where things are often, like, bought for her. If she covets a pair of shoes she wants to pay for that herself no, but like look, but, and the fact that the this is why it's such a big plot point that the um, apartment is paid for by Big you know because she 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 wants an equal relationship he buys his things she, she wants to buy her own things she doesn't mind on impact though she's just, I got it and then she goes alright cool yeah that's true <laughs> oh yeah cool spend 35 million dollars on this house we have done no checks on yeah. and then he just turned like this is his version of business yeah. he turns to the guy showing them around the house and goes well let's sign some paperwork that is how happy would you be as a real estate agent to meet John Big <laughs> far out just roll up into the penthouse suite say hey this is pretty good I reckon I can knock out that closet and create an infinity space <laughs> some sort of hyperbolic chamber that doesn't make sense in the constructive time and space that we're aware of so we can do something with it though he's got a few questions one of them is presumably are these walls and curtains jizz proof <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What do you put down? It's not Windex, but could you, like, laminate an entire apartment? Yeah. Can you just laminate a room? It's like a kill room, isn't it? You know when, when you want to murder someone and you've got to, like, lay down uh, sort of, not sheets because that will absorb, but sort of plastic sheets everywhere? Some murderers do use sheets. Not the best ones, though. Not the most efficient one. I, I, I regret my choice of best. I don't think they're good murderers. No. Shouldn't phrase it like that. Well, you know true crime podcasts are actually pretty popular. Is that a we could, we could make a very cunning pivot here. <laughs> I don't think we could pull it off. No, I don't think we could either. I yeah. mean, you know... We don't have the chops. We're, we're barely dragging ourselves I through know. this. You still haven't given me a shining light, I don't think. Yeah, I did. It's, little, it's, it's the conversation between Carrie and oh, herself. Oh, fuck. All right. Are we in the middle of it still? No, no. It's we just sort of, that conversation. That's what, it. What happened, Tim, is we sort of wound up, and this is going to sound unlikely on a podcast, but we sort of went on some aside or tangent and wound up in an entirely ancillary riff. But you pointing out that we did that sort yeah. of removed all of the power of it Sorry. and has put the onus of responsibility back on me or us yeah. to create a new thing to talk about. All right. Well, then can we get our present from Michael? Oh, yeah, if you want. So, a lovely fan who's here in the room. Michael, can you just um, do it? Yeah, there, he's putting his hand up in the air. Thank you, Michael. Michael's brought us a gift. And what I'd like to do is one of us will read the beautiful card that he has given us, and the other one will unwrap. Okay. 
I'll read the card. So we've got a, um, it says Season's Greetings, and it's got some Christmas paraphernalia on the front. And it says, Dear Brave Boys, Greetings of, and he's like, he scrubs some stuff out here to make it applicable for us, you see. Greetings of Season 4 and best wishes for the new year. What I'm doing here is giving you options, underlined. Take a break, exclamation point. Watch the bonus features. Listen to the audio description. All my love, Michael. And the, sounds... the tenderness with which you are opening that package endears me to you and frustrates me <laughs> as a co-performer on stage. And he stopped down. He's stopped doing anything now. Guy's just holding. Well, there's a, an element of suspense here, isn't it? I mean, if you ask me, I'd say it's probably Sex in the City on Blu-ray. Or, if Michael's upon hard times, DVD. <laughs> <laughs> Time will tell. Oh, it does look like a DVD. I'm so sorry, Michael. Is it? Oh, it is. is it? Two disc special edition DVD video. Oh, Michael. <laughs> Michael, we're going to refund you a um, ticket purchase after the show, so just come and see us. Two by <laughs> There's a price tag for two dollars. <laughs> it's sealed. Second hand, and it's some sort of a collector's edition because it's multi disc and it was sold for two dollars, including Australian GST. Well, as, as two people who have obviously only consumed this movie through legal means online, I would I wonder if you'd like to hear how it's articulated oh. on the DVD as sold. Weirdly, I had a craving a couple watches ago to know the blurb, and also I don't think we've ever watched the trailer. Have you seen it? <laughs> guy, <laughs> parentheses, guy looks incredibly sad. Uh, for too long, Carrie Bradshaw had been looking for love in all the wrong places. But in all the right shoes. Is that in there? Uh, no, yeah, well, it's not my tag. <laughs> Honestly, could have been. Uh, in this much-anticipated movie event, Carrie, Samantha, Charlotte and Miranda are back, four years after the hit TV series ended. It's really confusing whether or not they're talking about the movie as it exists unto itself or the movie an extension of the franchise, isn't it? As they continue to juggle career, relationships, motherhood and life in Manhattan, the girls realise that more than ever, true friendship never goes out of style. I would argue that this is one of the worst representations of friendship on so screen. That, so the person who's written that, A, hasn't watched the movie, and B, I don't think is very familiar with the series, it smacks of Wikipedia to me, honestly. I think it's some hungover intern inside whatever outfit writes the blurbs for DVDs, and they have fucked up, because this thing is well overdue now, and it's about to go to print, and they're like, oh, no. Yeah. There's... That. Let's cobble it together. Who, ca- yeah. who, like, who reads these? Only people who have seen the movie already 34 times. Yeah. And, and you'll be pleased to hear that in the special features, I mean, we're going to have to hire a DVD player to fucking do this thing, <laughs> but uh, you get a conversation with SJP and Mattress, the fabulous fashion of Sex in the City, this is my one that I'm excited about, Fergie in the studio. Finally, we get to see the great Fergie's process. Sorry, What? Yeah, watch a hit in the making as the singer records Labels or Love for the movie soundtrack. Is it Fergie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know that? Picture Perfect Beautiful. Did you know that was Fergie? Is that Black Eyed Peas Fergie? Yeah, presumably, yeah. <laughs> Unless it's a member of the Royal Fairies. Yeah. The only other big Fergie. I mean, that would be a huge guess. That'd be a coup. 
You're really, stri- you know, stretching her wings. Look, I really want to. Th- I want to thank you for this. Obviously, you know, it's a classy touch leaving the price of it. Yeah. The sentimental value is through the roof, huh? Getting sentimental yeah. with Michael and the gals. Uh, I, I would like. I would like. Oh, Why is your phone out? Because I, I wrote a note that I have to. Oh, okay. I have to remember. Is that okay by you? Yeah, that's all right. It just seems a little uncouth at a live show, guy. That's all. No, I think it's a good idea. <laughs> Approximate running time, 145 minutes. To see it in print? 145? Oh, that must be the extended... 145. No, no. No, I think that's right. Yeah, because two hours is 120. No, that's just the amount of film. I keep thinking an hour is 100 minutes. And why wouldn't you? Why fucking wouldn't you? It's where the metric system let us down, right? We're always going on about how perfect it is. It's, It's not the metric system's fault. It's... Times, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm furious too, mate. You know the good thing about this. I know you're about to read a note. This is PAL Region Four, so at least this isn't like one where we have to, you know, jailbreak a DVD player. Yeah, or I think to play. that's quite interesting, actually. <laughs> uh, I, so I, I some I've people been... will care to know that. Not a lot. <laughs> when you talk about the tech specs I'm always like Tim is talking to himself A crisp 16 by 9 widescreen My favourite ratio of them all Isn't it all of ours Just throw in at any time I'll well, stop What down. I was going to say is like, Have you got any tips and tricks And we haven't talked about this But what if you are feeling so blue and low When you watch the movie Have you got any tips and tricks For how to try and cajole yourself Into having a good time It might not last forever But even for a second Have you got any means of watching it And being like hey No Nothing <laughs> Um, uh, so the main one is to imagine you're seeing it for the first time, right? Yeah, I guess so. Which is hard to do. Yeah. Almost impossible. Okay. I is this a genuine yeah, ask yeah, or yeah, is well, this is, lead, are you leading me down a path? It's both, but okay. like, I would be curious because okay. we, do, we, we need to support each other. Survival tips? I mean, watching it with someone else is obviously number one. Yeah. If you've got another person in the room, it's so much better. Um, sometimes that's a wife. Sometimes... It's a friend. How does Sometimes it, how, it's a dog. Does, Sometimes it's a knife that you've imbued with co-host responsibilities. How does how is your wife handling the 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 revived? Zoe's watched the movie with me three quarters of one time, <laughs> and I ask her a lot. I'm what like, is, do you want to watch the movie? With what me? does she no, no. say when you go? Do you want to watch the movie with? Absolutely me? not. Does she say it with disdain? Yeah. Is she cross? Uh, I wouldn't describe it as cross, but it's just like vehement. That's what I would Your say. Obsession. Yeah, unmovable. Which I respect. That's why I married her. It's like, yeah, of course. Good. Yeah. Correct. You know? Still sad for me. Well, I, I try to watch it as, as the, for the, for the only one I have is that you watch it as though it's your first time watching the movie. Hey, it'd be remiss of us not to comment on the kerfuffle that's happening. What that's it? right. There's a lot of people who are getting generally quite, quite excited for what I'm about to say, is the okay. feeling I get. And they shouldn't be. Okay. But, uh, so, uh, they're just, they're, when, so the, the, the wedding scene, right? This is, if you think about it as a fan of the series and someone who's watching the movie for the first time, all the build is towards this big wedding between Carrie and Big. Uh-huh. And in your mind's eye, you'd be like, wow, they're really going to do it. You'd be like, I don't know how they're going to stretch out a happy marriage for another hour and a half, but they're yeah. really going to do it. Yeah. But there is, a, there is a tell that is planted in the movie, which is when on the wedding day, the biggest moment in the movie, something that everyone who's a fan of the series and a fan of Gary Br- Carrie Bradshaw has been waiting for, the score, the score is incredibly 
foreboding. You're right. When she's going to get married, it's not like... Because you think it would be light-hearted sort of pomp and ceremony, don't you? You'd think it would be, like, be quite an exciting time. Yeah. But it's this sort of autumnal sounding... It's not Sex in the City 2. It's not Eliza Minnelli cover of Beyonce, no, is it? It's foreboding music. It's the inverse of Eliza Minnelli cover of Beyonce. It's, it's strings, and they use the technique... What's it called when you pluck the string instead of using the bow? Uh, it's called plucking. <laughs> No, but there's an Italian word. Is there? Does anyone know? Pizzicato. Do you play an instrument? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. I'm going to recreate what just happened. Do you play an instrument? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Too good. That's such a good way to answer any question. Fuck yeah. Can you just drive? To, uh, yeah. Just to decide what you want to be true <laughs> without trying to mask the facts. Are you supposed to have that knife? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's actually pretty important. Yeah. I, I think I am supposed to have it, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, that, I, you sort of bailed me out there because I had nothing more than that. Okay. I, I noticed it was full body music. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's in a minor key. Um. <laughs> What's wrong, man? The whole thing's wrong, isn't it? The whole think, thing's wrong. Are we running out of puff? Fucking, yeah, which is so bad. Do you think we're going to make it to the end of the season? It doesn't feel like we could at this point. This is so cool. There's so many people in the no, room watching. Is, is that why you're here? This is why. The, honestly, why are you? This why is, is anyone I'm, listening? Like, is, what the fuck is going on out there? This, What's happened in society that that anyone listens to our podcast? It's quite nice standing up. Uh, <laughs> this was my fear: was that because to me the only value that's left in doing this is. That we can now truly capture and represent, like the the, the you know the the depths of despair. Like uh-huh. we we have a responsibility to one another and anyone still listening to this train wreck. These beautiful friends of to, mine to prod each other and push ourselves deeper mm. into this this sort of funk that we both find ourselves in by watching the movie over and over again. And when you put on a live show, you want it to be a, a, an occasion for joy and Jovial. celebration. Absolutely. So it's a, it's a challenging thing to do because all, all like genuinely, I think the only value in it is we, we are, you know, we can expose ourselves and by virtue of doing that, everyone, to how sad a person can make themselves. Fuck me. <laughs> Fucking hell, what a project. And to do that project. in front of a paying audience feels really odd and sort of, uh, it, it, it's like, it's counterintuitive, isn't it? It's counterintuitive for us to sit up here and go, I'm sad. <laughs> so why would you pay $20 to see someone telling you they're sad? Well, there's heaps of shows in the comedy festival that do that. <laughs> Far more skillfully than us. Well, I've written it out beforehand. Yeah. I feel, of, I feel really bad a, now. No, no, feel, feel good. I don't, though, what? at all. Oh, well, I feel okay. <laughs> what you just did is put me in a genuine funk. Well, in a way, that's kind of what it was meant to do. Yeah, that's true. How meta of you. Well done. Thanks. Can we talk more about Brady? I just always am so thirsty to figure out what he's, what he's up to. He's de- developmentally stunted is his yeah. main problem. Yeah. And uh, th- he's not being given the appropriate amount of care and attention by his parents or any uh, ext- extra care figures like Magda to uh, probably find a way to facilitate his learning. Because, you know, he, he should go to a Steiner school. He should go to somewhere. like yeah. He should be in Montessori. And he shouldn't, be, he shouldn't be going to, you know, traditionally structured schools. And because yes. he doesn't, that means that he weaponizes his intelligence yeah. in ways that 
you know, if, if he was given the proper care and attention, he would not. But instead, he finds ways to apply himself yeah. that, you know, serve to, uh, serves retribution to those who have wronged him. That's genuinely what I think about Brady. Well, so it seems to me that uh, you, you believe Brady's got, like, intense mental capacity to do some other thing, potentially. There could have been a good... So what could that have been? Well, I mean, if we imagine, imagine if you harboured the power of all the rats in New York City for good. But has he not? Like, this is the thing about Brady. I don't, he's not an evil, per se, character. No, but this is the thing about any supervillain. You watch the origin story and you're yeah. always like, oh, no, they're having a bit of a rough go of it. Yeah. And then you see a moment where you think, oh, no, it's, it's had an impact. Yeah. Is and now every... they're cross. Is every supervillain simply an overreaction? Is that all that it's character not, type is? It's not an overreaction. It's a, like it's a misunderstanding. They're one. Yeah. They're one. You know, they're, one, they they're one moment of communication away yeah. from being able to to channel the, the hardship for good. Mm. And Brady falls into that category. Cookies. If he was fed cookies. No, no, no. <laughs> if he made cookies. Like, imagine if you could organise all of the rats in New York City to create a... A blend of Sex and the City and Ratatouille. Yeah. Do you know, that guy guy in Ratatouille is a redhead. He's an American chef who's moved to France. See, this is like one of those um, Marvel Cinematic Universe things where it it peels off. It's like an alternate parallel universe. It's like the best version of Brady is he becomes a chef that teams up with one specific mouse, a rat. And wait, what rat? (laughs) I was like, is it a rat or a mouse in Ratatouille? That that would be... (laughs) It's the the same thing, Uh, though, because that would be how you'd you'd unionise all the rats. You'd use one and you'd build a relationship on trust and then they would persuade other rats. No, 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 no. You, how wrong you are. You've never taken over a colony before. You can't raise one up because then that singular will overtake you. You've got to raise like four at the same time and then they compete with each other and that, that is how the Illuminati's keeping us down. Shave us up, keep us fighting with ourselves and we'll never manage to muster enough organisational Man, skills to overthrow If them. you were in the writer's room for Ratatouille, that would have been quite a different film. <laughs> Get Alex Jones on the line. We need him in here now. <laughs> but um, I think if his powers were put to making cookies, it would be sort of almost like a Willy Wonka situation, but nicer. People view Willy Wonka very strangely, like he's some sort of hero, but he's basically enslaved, like captured a bunch of people from their native home and taken them back to his factory and enslaved them. That's fucked. Yeah. They don't... I don't... And they, like, they, do, they do a lot of singing and dancing and stuff, but I, I don't think it's joyous. I think it's, it's like just to keep them going, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, Roald Dahl was actually a pretty dark guy. Truly? Yeah, truly. Have you read his adult stories? Nah. Some of them have not aged well. Oh. But he's really talented at writing. Yeah. But he was of a time. Yeah. I think he was like, I think he was, you know, because he, he's famous for his kids' books, but he started with like these really, these short stories with incredible twists, and they're all very dark and sinister. Did you, is there a Roald Dahl fan? I can get into them. They're really fucking good. But is some anyone of them like, a Roald Dahl fan? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I think two people answered We've, yes. No, it's just, I'm having almost an out of body experience just showing, uh, we've gone downhill, eh? <laughs> I think. Yeah, Big I time. agree. <laughs> Does anyone want to take over the podcast? <laughs> Can we do that? No, no. How funny would that be if we just were like, 
we literally can't do it anymore, but the season will continue. But someone else is going to be no, they can't, someone else. No, they, you, they can't. I would feel that they can't because we've done 34 weeks of homework. They just need to catch up. So they would need to watch the movie 34 times and then we yeah. pass the torch uh, on. Yeah, I think we've set a glowing example of how fun that could be. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine the number of people clambering for their laptops to dig into that exciting project. We two from here, though, you know? For us? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna, just us. Yeah. I, I don't know. mean tonight. I mean, I mean the rest of the season. It's, this, is, this is genuinely no, awful. When, when, it's just us, when it's just us, we can be more, you know, we can, we can touch each other, but we can be mean. It's, it's, it's different. It's a different experience. Being in the room with people. Yes. I like the live shows. I like, so the, live, I like the live shows, too. But, I mean, you know, there is an element of guilt towards... Yeah, that's what it is, folks. We feel really bad that you're here <laughs> on your own behalf. It's, ju- it's genuine, like, sympathy for you. But that sympathy is actually for us. They are like a, a you know... The, like, the sympathy we feel for them is them feeling sympathy for us for feeling bad for feeling it's them. It's a real fucking pity party. It's cyclical, it? yeah. It's no, but I, I mean, I, I don't... I, I... Guy, let me, ask you a f- <laughs> let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. The fuck is Steve up to? This watch, you know? There he is. Swinging around New York City with his giant donkey dick. (laughs) We never got to the bottom of that, eh? Here are the two possibilities, folks. Either the guy who plays Steve, whose name I forget, uh, David? Yeah, sure, why not? (laughs) Nope, not coming to me. Um, Either he has a massive penis or he asked backstage to see someone who famously has a massive penis. I also can't remember who told Guy and I this story, but it was like a Hollywood insider when we were in Los Angeles. I reckon that anecdote could use a workshop. Yeah. <laughs> but it's something, you know? Yeah. So I, Steve's got his big old look, donkey. I, I, one I, cab for him, one for his penis. I, st- I still firmly think that Steve... You know, the, the, the untold story here of Steve is, for how much I like him, he, is, he does have a problem. He is a, a, he's a, a sex addict. And it's, oh. it's all approved. Like, you know, we, we've, we've talked about it before. <laughs> Have we? Yes. The Have been a sex addict. Yeah, like, remember when he fucked Smith Jarrett. Let me ask my when friends. Miranda does wa- it, hold on. Does this feel like new? Raise your hand if this feels like news to you, that Steve's a sex addict. And now raise your hand if it feels like established fact. We have lulled the audience. Ah, no, there you go. I oh, know. It's quite yeah, a lot of people agreeing because he, he, he has sex with Smith Jarrett, right? Because they're empathising with one another over how hard they find their relationships with these women. Yes. When Miranda comes into the room after he's confessed to cheating and the dog's on the bed yeah. and he gets rid of the dog, yeah. there's a guilty look in his eyes that says, I fucked that dog. Yeah. <laughs> that does not a sex addict make, though. Those no, are two different not, things. It's not just Smith. It's not just that beautiful border collie. It's, yeah. It's, every, it's, everyone in, it's everyone's fair game to Steve. So that's what he's doing. Even dogs. Well, that do- that particular dog. Oh, okay. I don't think he's having sex with all the dogs. I like your nuanced take on bestiality. It's like, I don't fuck animals. I occasionally sleep with this specific beautiful dog. Because I'm a sex addict. It's not weird. I'm just a sex addict. That's why I have sex with this people, one how, dog. People do, that with, people do that with dolphins. They have sex with one specific dolphin. Yeah, they build a relationship with a dolphin. Really? Well, I don't know. Probably, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a fucking genius. Um, look, it feels like we are, we're running out of steam. You look sad. I am. You should have seen how excited you were when you showed me your knife. Remember that, Tim? Remember that version of yourself? Not one hour ago. It's fucking mean, man. 
Uh, well, it's look, so sharp. I know. I, I, I would like to say this. I would like to say I love, I love you all for coming out. I'd like to say, Tim, I truly do love you. And Give I'm sorry it feels like I resent I, you. We've got to find something cool. We've got to find something cool. Love is cool, baby. I love you. No. <laughs> Let me ask you this. You familiar with Robocop? No. Okay. So Robocop is the story of a, um, a fantastic police officer. Okay. And he gets shot by um, a syndicate of organised criminals, uh, like it, it crazy shot up. It's a, it's a it's a pretty intense scene. It's so gory. It's like satire of a horror movie almost. Yeah. Kind of blood that comes out of him. It's yeah. pumped full of bullets. It's crazy. So then, um, uh, fuck. What's the name of the the CPD? I think they're called. It's like the police department. Uh, they've gotten in cahoots with this private robotics company to, for this project where they're going to rebuild one of their offices as a cybernetic is, organism. Is this podcast now you describing other movies? Yeah. <laughs> and so they rebuild him and he becomes this, like, fighting machine. Now, is it, is it possible? Is it at all possible, based on what we know about the two characters, that Smith Jarrett is Dickbot? As it stands in my memory, yes, that is just possible. And that they're not in a scene together. There's yeah. no conversation that happens between the two of them. Yeah. Why do you ask? Because um, it would be cool. I'm trying to land a plane here on a big number, you know, to end the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if Smith... What happened to Smith Garrett that they had to rebuild him as Dickbot and kind of, like, increase well, his you mind know what it was. AI? He died of a broken heart. Oh, yeah. Steve? Steve promised the world to this guy. He had no idea what a dirty dog Steve is. Yeah. Steve was doing it dirty with a dog? Yeah. And then Smith goes, Steve, I'm, I'm ready to leave Samantha. I'm ready for this. And Steve goes, can you call me back in five minutes? I'm just finishing this border collar. Finishing. And that's our episode. Thank you so much for coming out, everybody. We just have a good rhythm together. You know? This really fills me out. I feel him out. And uh, we go for it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.